Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Jim. Good evening. I'm uh, Jim, and I'm an overeater. And, uh, it's good to be back at this meeting. This is a great meeting. A lot of energy, enthusiasm, and that makes for a good meeting. Uh, so uh, I brought a couple of friends with me tonight. Lisa, that's, you want to take a bow, Lisa? <laughs> and my girlfriend, Sally. And Coco, their dog, is down there somewhere. Yeah, so I came up with them. So, that's that story. Yeah, anyway, <coughs> so, um, well, let's see. Uh, welcome to the new people, especially... Uh, welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, and, uh, and to the birthday people, congratulations, chip people, that's great, that's, that's great. Uh, in fact, that's more important than the speaker, you know, and uh, so uh, I'm only a small part of what goes on here. Um, anyway, <coughs> uh, I, uh, my story, uh, I'm just going to tell my story, that's all I got. Uh, I have something funny to say, but I don't, but so anyway. I uh, uh, I uh, was in recovery uh, for alcoholism, and uh, I was really doing good in there. And I became convinced uh, that uh, that program was going to solve all of my problems, and I certainly had some problems. And uh, as time went on, uh, unfortunately, that didn't. It certainly... Uh, solved uh, the problem of alcoholism, but had no effect whatsoever on this disease of overeating from which I had been suffering all my adult life. None. None at all. And I couldn't figure out why. But I had a sponsor uh, in my recovery program, and uh, he, he was a physician. He was a doctor. Pretty wise guy. This is long gone. Not a wise guy. Wise man, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he recognized, uh, although he was he was not an overeater at all. Uh, certainly was an alcoholic, but not an overeater. But uh, he, being a physician, he recognized in me that there was something else wrong with me, which wasn't hard to do at that time. That was uh, over 20 years ago now. I've been active in accident in OA for over. 20 years, and my birthday was July 24th. So this works, it works well, and it works long term. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, he suggested to me one day, uh, it might be a good idea for me to go to OA. And I said, why in the hell would I want to go to OA? I, I, why, what's the point? Uh, at that point, I, uh, at that time, I weighed uh, 255 pounds. Uh, I had a couple heart operations, and I contracted onset diabetes as a result of uh, my health problems. So uh, <clears throat> I thought I was in perfect health, but apparently he didn't think so. <laughs> so he said, why don't you uh, try OA? I said, well, I don't want to go to OA. What do I, I want to go to OA for? He says, 
Finally, he talked me into it. I said, all right, just to shut him up. I said, okay, I'm going to go to a meeting. I'm going to go to an OA meeting just to prove to you that, you know, it's, it's not going to work for me. And I, I, it's just not for me. So I went to a men's breakfast meeting where they ate breakfast during the meeting. <clears throat> and nothing against that meeting. That's just what they did in that meeting. I don't know if that meeting is still going on or not. But uh, there was uh, very little recovery in there. And I, uh, I saw people that were... Um, that I determined were much sicker than me. And uh, also, uh, that uh, gave me the signal. Uh, I didn't identify with you guys because you were much sicker than me. Obviously, you could see it. And uh, so uh, I was, uh, actually, I was horrified at what I was seeing. I was uh, seeing what I was to become. And a lot of those guys died. They just didn't make it. They, they didn't make They were in horrible shape then, and they didn't last uh, much longer. A number of them did die. So I went back <coughs> to this physician sponsor of mine, and I explained to him that uh, I uh, certainly didn't belong in OA because I wasn't as sick as you guys. And uh, he really got perturbed about it. And he said, you know, Jim, he said, uh, okay, you don't want to go to OA. That's okay with me. Uh, I don't care. And as a matter of fact, I'm not ever going to bring it up again. And he walked away. I said, good, I'm glad that's over with because I'm, I'm not going back to OA. Uh, this disease uh, that I have, I don't know what you have, but the disease I have is, uh, okay, <laughs> uh, is dynamic in nature. Uh, progressive and dynamic in nature. It gets worse. It doesn't get better. It doesn't stay the same. It gets worse. So uh, things began to get worse. Uh, my health was, uh, uh, I mean, I was on death's doorstep. I uh, had uh, facing another heart operation. The diabetes was getting uh, worse. I was having uh, symptoms of that uh, or consequences of the, of the onset diabetes. And uh, I uh, still uh, refused to accept the fact that uh, I had a problem there. So uh, one more time, this uh, old doctor came to me, my sponsor, and he said, uh, you know, he said, uh, uh, Jim, he said, I told you I wasn't going to bring this up again. I told you I would not bring it up again. I said, oh, my God, I hope this isn't what I think it is. And he says, why don't you go back to, you, why don't you go back to OA again and, and give it one more try? But he said, do one thing for me. Uh, he says, try changing your attitude before you go back. Try changing your attitude because you've got a bad attitude. And I thought, well, as long as you put it that way, I guess I can uh, go give it one more try. So I went to a Wednesday night meeting down in Laguna Hills, and I uh, stood outside the meeting for a while, uh, and, I, and I thought, uh, well, uh, I'm going to change my attitude. I didn't know I could, but I, I thought, well, I'm going to change my attitude, like my sponsor said. I, this thing isn't probably isn't going to work for me, but I'm going to change my attitude before I go in there. So I said, okay, I'm going to walk in there, smiled said hello to people, uh, kind of came a little bit of a greeter, because I, I knew how 12-step programs were. And uh, I, uh, I immediately identified, I identified, I thought, gee, this is, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was. Maybe this isn't as bad as I thought. 
So uh, I uh, was going so well, I thought, uh, and this was suggested to me, that I get a sponsor in OA, another overeater. And I thought, well, this is going pretty good. And uh, this doctor had suggested a guy. And I thought, well, I'll just ask him to be my sponsor. His name was Scott Redman. He used to come around. I don't know some of you may have known Scott. I uh, lived up in this area, came to these meetings occasionally. And anyway, so I went to Scott and said, hey, Scott, uh, I knew him. I've known him. And I said, hey, Scott, uh, what do you think about being my OA sponsor? He says, okay, I, I guess I could do that. And uh, he said, but I'll tell you something, Jim. He said, I, I, before we start, I just want to tell you one thing here. I said, okay. He said, I want you to call me. But I want you to call me before you do something. Don't call me after you do it, because I can't help you then. I can't help you. I said, all right, I guess I could do that. So, this was July 24th, 20 years ago. So I went home. Uh, next day, uh, I was, uh, thought, well, uh, I can do this. So I, breakfast was fine, the little in-between, lunch, that was fine, the little in-between, dinner, that was fine. But come about 7 or 8 o'clock, things were not fine. And they never had been. And I didn't expect them to be any different this evening. That evening, 20 years ago. July 24th. Uh, so, at 7.30, I did what I'd always done, as far back as I could remember. Got up, and I headed for the kitchen. I got in the kitchen, and I thought, geez, that Scott guy told me to call him before I did something. I know I'm going to do something. We all know that. I'm going to do something. But I, I'll go to the kitchen and call him. So, no, it doesn't interfere with anything. <laughs> so I got in that kitchen, and I, I guess I had a cell phone. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember the cell phones. I had one then or not. But anyway, there was a phone in the kitchen. So it was either one or the other. So anyway, I thought, well, I've gone this far with these two guys. Uh, I will uh, call Scott, and I'm going to tell him what I'm going to do. So I called him up and I said, hey, Scott, you know, this is Jim and uh, you told me to call you before I did something and uh, I'm going to do something and uh, I just want to let you know before I did it. And I went on to say, well, I don't know what you could possibly say to me that would deter me from what I'm going to do. And I waited for a second. I was expecting some big bullshit lecture. And uh, all of a sudden, he says, you know, he says, you better start praying. And he hung up on me. (laughs) And so I'm standing in that kitchen. I was thinking, well, praying, what good is is that? Could that possibly do? What what good could that do? I mean, that's as silly as me calling him. This whole thing is just ridiculous. Going to OA, none of this is going to work. But I thought I went this far. So I, I couldn't think of a prayer. I don't know why. I just stood there in that kitchen. I said, God, relieve me of this obsession to overeat. God, relieve me of this obsession to overeat. And I stood in that kitchen uh, for about two or three minutes, walked out. And that was my first day of abstinence. Isn't that amazing? And uh, I would like to tell you I was struck abstinent, but that, that isn't true. May have been a spiritual experience of some kind. That may well be. 
But there's a bad thing about spiritual experiences. They don't last very long. They don't last very long. You have a life expectancy of about one day. And you cannot recreate them. You can't recreate them. I couldn't do that every day. I tried, it, but it, did, it only happened once. So now I'm faced with the prospect of having to work this program. Bleak. <laughs> so, uh, fine. So I met Scott. He's in Serenity Sunday and uh, what's the other one? Log Cabin? I don't know if that's still, is that still going? Okay. So I'd meet him at Log Cabin. We worked the steps and, and uh, I wasn't able to realize then what I realize now that my life was getting better immediately and uh, I can explain it to you now uh, in the best way I can I uh, used to call Father Terry some of you probably know Father Terry and I said uh, you know um, uh, I, I think I've had some kind of we were talking about spiritual experiences and spiritual awakenings which there is, is no difference. We decided that there is no difference other than one thing, the awareness of the individual. That's why we tell new people to keep coming back. Like the story I'm telling you, I was unaware of what was happening to me. He went on to say this. He said, Jim, you cannot witness your own spirituality. You are unable to witness your own spirituality. I had no idea what he was talking about then, but I do now. That change, those actions I was taking were spiritual in nature, but I was unable to recognize it. I, I could look back and see that they were spiritual, but I couldn't realize it while they were happening. And so today I can, I realize like I'm having, this is a, this is a spiritual environment. This is just an OA meeting. This is a spiritual environment we got here. And my spirituality and my recovery will be one little increment better when I walk out of this room than when I walked in. So I got to keep going to meetings. I got to keep doing the things that my sponsor suggests, that this program suggests. I don't know what's happening, but as I take those actions, after I've taken them, my thinking, my recovery changes, and then I'm able to reflect back. Now, yeah, those were spiritual. Now, uh, uh, and uh, what is abstinence? I, you know, OA themselves have wrestled with that for a lot of years. They've changed their definition. I'm not so sure they've got a grip on it now, but I do, so I'm going to share it. <laughs> abstinence is nothing more than a spiritual condition. There's nothing more to it. And it is pretty well laid out in the 12 steps. That having had a spiritual awakening is a result of these steps. If I've had a spiritual awakening, now I don't know about you, but if, when I have a spiritual awakening, I'm in a spiritual condition. Very simple. So abstinence becomes just that, nothing more. Abstinence is a spiritual condition, the God-given power to stop overeating. That's how I see it. That's, that's, that's my take on it. The steps... I want to talk about a little bit. I can't talk about all 12 steps. I don't have time. But I can talk about a couple of the steps. Uh, 
Uh, I just want to share briefly, maybe about the third and the eleventh step. And uh, uh, when I was new, why did my first step, did a second step, and get ready to do a third step? Yeah. yeah. So I said, well, okay, I can, I can make that decision. No big deal. It's just a decision. Well, my sponsor said, hold on just a minute. He said, it isn't that simple. He said, I want you to go to the office supply store, which at that time, just before they had everything online. You get a contract, a general contract, and uh, I want you to fill that out. And your higher power, he's going to be... He's going to be the general partner, and you're going to be the limited partner in this contract. Now, he is uh, going to have 51% of the stock, and you are going to have 49% of the stock. You got that? So I want you to fill that out, and uh, then I want you to list in that contract what, are, what your responsibilities are in this agreement. You know, what you're going to have responsibilities. And he's going to have a job as well. So I said, okay. So I went home. I wrote, well, I'm going to go to a meeting. So I'm going to call my sponsor. I'm going to work the steps. I'm going to help newcomers. Uh, I'm going to get commitment. You know, all the stuff, the actions uh, that we suggest you take to stay awesome and get in a spiritual condition. So then I go over to my higher powers column. And I thought, well, there's nothing left. What the hell is he going to do? There is nothing left. I'm doing all the work, and he's doing nothing. So I went back to my sponsor. I said, listen, this is pretty easy. I made a pretty good list of what I'm to do, uh, but I really can't pick anything to put in the other list for my higher power. And he says, well, I'm going to tell you what it is. He does the worrying. You do the work, and he does the worry. Very simple. You don't have to worry about the outcome. You don't have to worry about anything. In fact, don't worry about anything because that's the agreement. You let him do the worry. You just do the work on your side of the count. And I thought, okay, I guess I could do that. And that worked really good. In fact, it was a big relief. I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about my weight. I don't have to worry about food. I don't have to worry about anything. But I don't want to. Now, sometimes I do. And when I do, he has absolutely nothing to do. And believe me, he's not going to do any of the work. He is not going to go to the meetings. He's not going to call my sponsor. He's not going to do any of that. So he's there, but he's not going to do, he's not going to do it. And I'm interfering in uh, my agreement. So I've learned to let him do the work, worry, and I do the work, and things just go along, and they turn out just the way they're supposed to, just like they are this moment. Things right this moment as we're here together tonight, are exactly the way they're supposed to be. Exactly. So, uh, working on the steps. Do a four-step, fifth-step, six-step, seventh-step. Okay. So, at this point, uh, I'm feeling better, but my health is not, you know, I'm not, uh, not really doing that great health thing. And on top of that, when I stopped the overeating, I determined that it had made me depressed, that I was depressed. And I said, well, isn't this fortunate for me? I've got a doctor, and I'm depressed. And this is very simple. I'll just ask him to write me a little prescription, my depression, to relieve me of this. And 
they're feeling a little better. So I went to him and I said, you know, Paul, I said, uh, I'm depressed. And uh, I, I was wondering if you could write me a little prescription for something to get me through this depression until I get going in this OA program. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And he says, uh, I don't believe in drugs as a first approach to depression. He says, first place, I don't believe you're depressed. But I don't believe in drugs as, until the last resort. I said, well, what kind of doctor are you that doesn't believe in drugs? I, well, he said, I'll tell you what, uh, Jim. He said, uh, I've wrestled with depression a lot of my life as well. And uh, I suggest to you what I do. I exercise to get out of the depression. And my first thought was, well, I'm not that depressed. <laughs> I'm not that depressed. But I didn't dare say it. To I, and I thought I should have never opened my big mouth about this drug thing and depression. I should have just shut up. But I'm on the hook now. I can't get up. Next morning, I get up and uh, call Scott first off. Doing okay, OA. Get my dog. I lived in Laguna Beach and I was next to the high school. Got my dog, and uh, I was 20 years I'm 75 years old now, by the way. No, I don't look it, but I am. <laughs> so I get my dog, and I walk around the block, and this is how bad a shape I was in. I was sweating profusely, I was out of breath. That's all I could do was walk around the block. Came in the house and sat down. And I thought, oh, my God. Uh, and, but something happened. I felt better as a result of take, doing something uh, that I never thought, never would have done on my own in a million years. Exercise was the worst word I'd ever heard in my life. I had nothing to do with it. So as I... Uh, as I went on, okay, ten minutes. So I uh, will leave a little time for questions too. But anyway, so as I went on, I'm doing, I'm starting to walk around the block, and uh, my sponsor just, he said, I've got another guy I sponsor that goes to that track in Laguna Beach, and he runs there every morning at five o'clock. He runs that track. He's a runner, and I said, well. Five o'clock in the morning? He said, yeah, I want you to meet him there. Okay. So get up at o'clock in the morning. I bought myself some running shoes. So I looked like I was Go over to the track. And it was a, and I, I couldn't walk all the way around the track. I, I just walked a little bit around the track as far as I could. And he's running around there like a chicken with his head cut off. And, you know, passing me and passing. And uh, so... Uh, anyway, I'm, I get up every morning, meet him at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm walking pretty soon. I walk all the way around the track. I call my sponsor. Jeez, I walked all the way around that track. And, uh, and you know, he was really impressed. And, uh, so, so I'm walking around that track, and, you know, I'm walking, I don't know, 5, 6, 7, 10 laps. So one morning, this uh, Chris, who this guy I met that does the running, he says, Jim, why don't you try to run around? You've been doing this, uh, coming every morning. He said, why don't you try running around this track just once? Try, just try to run around. I said, no, Chris, I'm not going to do that because uh, you don't understand. I've got heart problems and diabetes. 
and uh, my cardiologist would never, ever approve of me doing anything like that. He says, well, why don't you ask him? I said, I will. And so <laughs> I went to my cardiologist uh, uh, and I said, Greg, you know, uh, I got this guy and I'm trying to do some exercise with and get better. And I got this sponsor guy. And uh, they suggested that I try running around the track. Uh, no, I've been walking around it. Now, they suggested I try running around the track. And I told them, I told them, you would never, ever approve of me doing anything like that. And he gave me that same look my sponsor did when I told him I didn't want to go to AA. He says, you know what, Jim? He says, considering the condition you're in, anything is worth the risk. <laughs> I said, all right. So, next morning I went back and... And I tried to run around the track. I don't know how far I got, but pretty soon I'm running around the track. And uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> Look at my cardiologist. I, I don't know why I didn't have a heart attack, but I did. So uh, anyway, uh, my health is getting better. I'm going to my OA meeting. Uh, my heart problems are getting less detectable. The diabetes is starting to remit a little bit. And um, I, uh, this Chris that I was meeting every morning, well, he couldn't go anymore. He said, I can't go anymore. I got my jobs changed now. And he says, I can't meet you every morning at 5 o'clock. In a way, I think to myself, well, that's good because I'm not going to go anymore either. And uh, so I went to my sponsor. I said, well, I can't get up at 5 o'clock in the morning anymore because Chris isn't going to go up. I mean, I can't get up that early by myself. I've got to have somebody to meet me. He said, you just go. Go ahead. And uh, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a suggestion here. Why don't you... Uh, it's a long story. I'm getting to the 11th step is what I'm trying to get to. So uh, why don't you do your 11th step while you're running. Do your 11th step while you're running. And I thought, okay, well, I'll try that. In our 11th step, we seek through prayer and meditation, prove our conscious contact for higher power, you know, bring knowledge, his will, me and the power to carry that out. That's what I needed. I needed his power because I wasn't going to do it. So, uh, that worked wonderful. It worked so good, I can't tell you. In fact, I don't even call it exercise of running. It's just part of my 11th step. That's all it is. It's spiritual activity. It's, it's what I call it. Uh, and so, 11-step uh, action. It's the action. Uh, the steps are a series of actions. So, I need to take action to work the 11th step, and that's my running and my exercise. Okay? So, it worked perfectly. Do my, get up. Nobody's there. Nobody bother me. No phones. Do my prayer and meditation. Do my running. It works like a charm. So... Yeah, it worked so well, I thought, well, I am going to ask my higher power to be my running partner because this 11th step deal works so well. Now, I never got a direct answer, but uh, he hasn't missed a run in 20 years. He hasn't missed a run in 20 years. So, I thought, well, this is working so good uh, with this exercise in running uh, by sharing it with my higher power, doing my 11th step. Uh, making my higher power my running partner, that I'm going to make him, uh, I'm going to invite him to the meals, you know, and uh, I'm going to uh, come and join me in this meal, you know, uh, in, in this absent, moderate, and spiritual meal. Thank you for this healthy food. 
and uh, come be my partner in this meal. And I said, I'll, I'll try that, see how that works. And that worked even better than the running. And uh, there's no uh, threat. Uh, it's just a spiritual time. It's an, another part of my day. I, I don't feel under any uh, threat from food, which is not my problem anyway. But uh, I, uh, I, I, it's just a spiritual activity I do three times a day. And it makes it just serene, pleasant undertaking. No threat, no white knuckling, no nothing. So, uh, again, I can't tell you for sure that, about this, but I don't know if my higher power is an overeater or not, but he has not missed a meal in 20 years. He hasn't missed a meal in 20 years. And so I can report to you today that I'm abstract. I'm in a spiritual, I maintain myself spiritually. I'm in a spiritual condition. And all we, in OA, we like to talk a lot about food. Well, I got a surprise. Food is not the problem here. We talk a lot about it because we don't want to talk about the real problem, right? I didn't want to. I always like to talk about food and my weight. Either one of them are my problem. I don't know about you. My problem is a disease that centers in my mind. Those two things are symptoms. And so when I took my focus off the food, which is a substance, it's not a disease, and off my weight, which again is just a symptom, and focused on the solution here, the 12 steps, and the understanding that I'm suffering from a disease, man, things just took off like you couldn't believe so, uh, I, all my sponsors have died, of course, that I started out with the story, as I tell you now. They're all dead and gone now, but uh, I have, I always get a new sponsor. I've got sponsors today, and I work three different programs, and, uh, but I've got a sponsor in each program, and uh, I realized today that, like, like, my heart problems and my diabetes are two different diseases. They can interact, but they're two different distinct diseases. And I need to go to OA for my overeating, and I need to go somewhere else for my alcoholism, and I need to go somewhere else for my relationship problems. Those are three, and I treat them just that way. They're, they don't, they're separate. And so that works well for me. I have my focus on uh, what I'm doing. It keeps me focused and centered on what I'm doing. So, here I am, I'm 75 years old now. Uh, I, uh, if I went and got a physical right now, right this minute, went out there and got a physical and the doctor didn't know me, he would not, I'd be unable to detect the heart problems that I've had. Unable to detect them. Went to a diabetes doctor, he wouldn't be able to detect I have diabetes. It, it's, it's in a remissive state. Uh, the medications I were taking basically are all gone. I take a couple of precautionary things. But... That's how my life, that's how this program progresses in the opposite direction that the disease does. So my recovery is progressing faster than my disease. That's how I stay absent. So um, I uh, feel today that I can tell you that I feel like I'm getting younger rather than older. Does that make any sense? Because... 20 years ago, even 30 years ago, I couldn't do what I'm doing today. No way. I wouldn't be, I wasn't in the health I am today. I certainly, in, mentally, I wasn't in the state I'm in today. 
So the remarkable thing about these programs, this program specifically, what we're talking about, the patient, you, and me, we actually end up in better condition than before we ever got sick. Isn't that amazing? No other disease or recovery program in the world can say that. They can get you back maybe close to where you started, but they can't make you better than you were before you got sick. That's what this spiritual program gives us. A life, you know. And so, uh, anyway, that's really all i got to say, but I hope you got time for some questions. Oh, perfect. Do we have time for questions? No questions? One question? No. <laughs> okay.